welcome to the Next Level Experience. I'm your host, Michael Barfield, and we are about to dive into the deep end where we are going to become the best version of ourselves. So if you're ready or not, get ready because we're about to buckle up and dive into the deep end, baby. Let's go. Welcome back to our 12 Days of Fitness um, here within the circle. I have Mr. Jared Hamilton with me. Um, I was kind of bragging about him a little bit last night, hyping you up a little bit on you know our lesson last night. So so hopefully, you know, you live up to the potential. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> so I'll start. Yeah, I, I like go- when people say I'm a degenerate to society because then it's like, okay, he's not that bad, right? So. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so completely ignore what I said last night. This guy's an <laughs> asshole. He he hates puppies. So yeah, right. yeah, complete asshole. Um, right. but but for real, thank you, uh, Jared, for you know hopping on this call with us and right. you know educating the fine people within the circle. Um, so let's kind of just like dive into it. You know, it's holiday season. You know, Christmas is what God ten days away, something like that, eleven. 10, 11 days away, which is ridiculous. Like we're getting down to the single digits. Like it felt like December the 2nd was like yesterday. Yeah. It's stupid, man. Like it's, it's, I still can't believe it. Like it just doesn't, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, especially from like a business perspective, like it's kind of just like just flown by and I was like, Oh, yeah. hold on now. Like, hold on. Like we barely have enough time. Like it is <laughs> Yeah, <I feel> you. <laughs> slow down, <laughs> slow down. Uh, but with that comes Christmas comes Christmas parties, holiday parties, Hanukkah parties, um, a lot of get, get togethers. Uh, you know, I would argue that, you know, from Thanksgiving to the end of the year is probably one of the busiest times for people. And it's one of the most times where people are surrounded by temptation. They're surrounded by all of the sweet and sugary stuff, you know, everybody's favorite foods that they think that they can't have. But last night, you know, they learned a little bit about flexible dieting. Um, so last night they kind of learned that, Hey, I can't have some of these things. Um, like, what, what, would, you, would you agree with, with that statement? 100%. Absolutely, man. Like, one of my big cornerstones, like, if, like, when that we teach in, like, in my content and our coaching is mm-hmm. like, you have to have an incredible relationship with food as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get results being a crazy restriction, a restriction asshole, like getting rid of all your favorites and doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, um, it's like one of my things I always hate is when people are like, food is just fuel and nothing else. Where it's like, okay, that's a function of it, but that's like saying your house is only shelter from the storm, but mm-hmm. you got like dope shit on your walls. Mm-hmm. I have blinds in my window. Like you have, <laughs> you have a bookcase. You've got, you know, it's because it's not just shelter from the storm. It's your business, or I'm sorry, it's your office. It's where you mm-hmm. raise kids at. It's where you connect with your partner at. It's where you're safe. It's all these different things where you entertain at. It's, it's the same thing for food in our society. Yeah, food is fuel, but that's like one of the 17 things it is. But then it's also how we celebrate. It's also how we have experiences. It's also how we we um, we spend time with our loved ones. It's how we create memories. You know, like it doesn't matter what we do. Food is part of stuff. Like I'm bored. What do you want to do? Get food. Oh my, we got a promotion at work. Let's go celebrate with food. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we don't have an incredible relationship with food, like just because we have some fitness goals, that, like that doesn't mean we have to say, oh, all my favorite foods go out the window. It's just a context thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, one thing I touch on with my clients a lot, you know, within our coaching is simply the fact, hey, is this a day that happens once in a blue moon? Or is this a day that occurs every weekend? Because if it's just like, like, for example, like there's 52 Saturdays in the year, like a Saturday is not a rarity. 
but a right. birthday is like a, mm-hmm. like a birthday. You only celebrate it once a year, your spouse's birthday. You celebrate it once a year, your anniversary. You celebrate it once a year, Christmas, mm-hmm. once a year, Christmas parties, once a year, so on and so forth. Um, and and I, I think, I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around the idea that, Hey, you don't have to be a thousand percent perfect, you know, on your diet or within your nutrition quest, as I like to call it to actually see results. Um, so I, I'm actually interested, you, you know, I watch your content a lot and, you know, that's something that you talk about a lot. And, you know, that's a big reason why I have you talking about this tonight. Um, how do you work with your clients on shaping their mindset around the idea? Hey, I don't have to be perfect. Um, so my favorite thing to do is when, with, with, when it comes to this kind of thing is I compare something they're struggling with and I draw a bridge to something they're crushing with um, and show how they're the same. So if we look at our lives, like we're not perfectionists anywhere. Um, one of my favorite people I look up to, his name's Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. Ed says, I was at a conference with Ed and I was like, I pri- at, by the, at the time I prided myself on being a perfectionist. I was like, I'm all or nothing. I'm a perfectionist. I just, all this stuff. And Ed said, perfection is the laziest of all standards. And I go, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not fucking lazy. And he said, it's the one standard, you know, you can't reach the one standard you set. It makes it impossible to touch. And I go, oh, that's such a good point. Because mm-hmm. if we whip out, because if we, if we notice, like for those listening, when you whip out your perfectionism card or your all or nothing card, it's when you're validating bad behavior, mm-hmm. right? You want to say, fuck it and say, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. And you want to binge like an asshole till January one. It's because you're about to binge like an asshole till January one versus, Hey, I'm going to treat grandma's house tomorrow. Like the one event it is. And as soon as it's over, I'm back in the swing of things with the rest of the week. That's the right decision to make. But we say, ah, oh, I'm a perfectionist. If I can't make it perfect, I'm not going to do it at all. And then we, go go on it's when we whip out a perfectionist or all or nothing cards when we're when we're validating a bad decision um but at the end of the day we on paper aren't we just pretend when we're struggling if Mm -hmm. you look at the areas in your life for those listening if you guys look at the areas in your life where you're thriving the most you also have the most amount of balance Mm -hmm. right so um in my life one of the areas that I i i have that i feel like i have the best in is my relationship with my wife um, and it has the most like, and there's, it's not like perfect by any means. Like I, I'm, I, I own a company. Like I'm not, like, I don't spend as much time with her as I would like to. Mm-hmm. And things are like late nights and all this, whatever, but it's so balanced. Like they're like, I've been working all day, but let's say tonight I'll be with her and all these different things. Um, but it has the most balance. Imagine if I was a perfectionist with my relationship. I'm like, I, then I'm either in my business or with my relationship and they both like hate each other. Right. So that's my thing is, we're not perfectionists um, in any other area in our life. I will, I will challenge anyone on that. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to do when someone says they're a perfectionist. I just ask for one example outside of fitness and weight loss and no one can come up with any. Mm-hmm. Or if we do, they're like, well, I, with my, my, my school or my kids, I'm like, you're telling me your kid, you say clean their room and they, they don't, you're going to disown them. Oh, well, that's an all or nothing mentality. That's an mm-hmm. extremism. Oh, what do you do? You pick your battles. That sounds like balance right? There's just, we just act like it when it comes to fitness and weight loss. That's my thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I actually love that metaphor of, you, you know, trying to, well, not metaphor, but that, uh, you know, activity, if you will, of, you, you, you know, really trying to find something to relate to them and go, Hey, like you're not perfect here, 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 and here. Why do you need to be perfect whenever it comes to your nutrition? Yeah, um, so kind of to build off of that, like where, where do you think that mentality comes from? It's, uh, 
Uh, there are a few places. Number one is I think it was, I think it's social conditioning or societal conditioning. Like it's what, it's like diet culture. It's like, where did carb store fat come from? It came from Arnold back in the 90s, or I'm sorry, back in the 70s when that era was saying that carbs are evil or we got to eat six times a day or you got to work out for four hours a day. Well, Arnold said that way back in like the 50s and 60s. And it just kept through with conditioning. Um, I think a lot of it comes from that. Um, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people are oblivious to the fact like ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't actively understand from an educational standpoint, you can be imperfect and get fucking outstanding results. You can have balance and have outstanding results. Um, But psychology teaches us that the mind craves what's most familiar. Our mind and nervous systems crave what feels most like home and what's most familiar, even if it means it's suffering, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why a lot of people, their shithole feels weirdly like home, right? And it's, it's one of those things where that's all they've known is I've only achieved results with extremism and perfection, or I fall off all this. That's why we gravitate to it. So we have to, um, we have to be able to break that tie and then create a new familiar with, oh, wow, I have balance and imperfection. I got better results. And then we have to lean into that, but knowing our unconscious sabotaging mechanisms Mm -hmm. towards back into what's most familiar. So knowing that fixes half the battle, right? Knowing what the doing is pretty helpful it's the same thing as like knowing where you normally fall short knowing where you get your perfectionism from but then lastly i think it's uh, i think it's at the end of the day it's validation of bad behavior mm-hmm. like when people write about like i see this happen bro back in october with halloween someone has one piece of halloween candy too much and they go fuck it i'm a perfectionist because after halloween there's thanksgiving after thanksgiving there's christmas then there's uh, then january one and new year's I, you know i'm gonna wait till the end of the year because i'm a mm-hmm. perfectionist but like that's just validating a bad behavior. But I don't know any perfectionist who accidentally forgot to brush their teeth and go, oh, I'm gonna start over in January. Right. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like with, with the whole, oh, I'll wait till like the beginning of the new year, uh, you know, conversation, you know, it always blows my mind because I'm like, you're telling me you're going to wait like 62 days to start something yeah. like 62 For days. Like maybe four events. Yeah. Maybe four dinners and that's yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like my my thinking is 62 days is a long fucking time. <laughs> like that's a long time. Like 62 days, like it's not like a week. Like that's like multiple weeks where like you could see severe progress. Like you could yeah. see like legit progress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I love the fact that you brought up, um, you know, kind of like self-sabotage and, you know, we're wired to go back to where we're always comfortable. And sometimes that is people's shithole. Um, you, you know, my one of my mindset coaches, his name is Brody Kern. Um, love him to death. He, he taught me the science behind like rewiring your subconscious to like really dig deep and to try to get rid of those, you know, self-sabotaging beliefs and self-sabotaging actions. Um, so I, I'm a big believer in, you know, self-sabotaging can actually ruin you. Like it, it can legit throw you off track. Yeah. And, and I mean, like if you're just so used to living you know, in a spot where all you know is binge eating and trying again on Monday and you make it to Wednesday and you're starving now and you fall off track again and you go, hey, well, excuse me. Hey, well, I have girls night tomorrow night because it's Thursday, Thursday. I'm just going to start over on Monday. Like you fall into that trap. You fall into that cycle. And like, it's so easy to get stuck in that. And it's so hard to pull yourself out of sometimes. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And, th- and that's the thing is we have to understand like when it comes to sabotage, it's such a it's such a deep thing, but it's also really, really simple as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've got deep levels of like you're talking about in the world of sabotage, we're talking about like reticular activating system, we're talking neuroplasticity, we're talking about neuropathway shit. Mm-hmm. So we can get really deep really fast. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, but for for the people like to make this simple, because that's like I always tell people that's my one party trick, because I can make anything simple as fuck. 
at the end of the day, the beautiful thing with sabotage is, is understanding the animal you're trying to fight. Because a lot of people think sabotage is elusive, unknown. And it's like, no, 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 it has a fucking breadcrumb trail. It knows there's a paper trail with this bastard. So right out the gate, number one, knowing that you're always going to try to sabotage. It's never going to end. As in, if like, it's why we all brush our teeth when they're clean. If I brushed my teeth last night, I only slept and I brushed them this morning. They were arguably clean, right? I just slept. That was it. Right. But we know if in the absence of being on the offense with brushing our teeth, our oral health will naturally sabotage. We are always in a state of sabotaging because of the society we live in, the way we grew up, conditioning, mm-hmm. gravitation of what's familiar. So if we're not constantly on like the like the, the state of on the offense against sabotage, it's always going to win. It's why mm-hmm. it blows me away when people go, huh, I followed this program, I followed the diet, and then when I quit doing it, I went back to where I started. I'm like, yeah. Success is, it's like that that old saying, like success is, is like rent and it's due every, like the work is rent and it's due every month, right? It's yep. like the old corn saying, but it's like, if you quit cleaning your house, it's going to get dirty. It's sabotage. Yep. If you quit brushing your teeth, you're going to get cavities. It's how sabotage works. Yep. Um, which means this, the understanding that number one, but then number two, easiest thing with sabotage is what always happens, right? And like most people, like in my world have been dieting for like the last decade. Mm-hmm. So I like, how do I get over sabotage? I go, what always happens? What are the last top three things that happen? Oh, I quit working out when I'm, when I'm not motivated. Um, I do well. And then every weekend I blow it. And then um, as soon as I get bored of my thing, I, I fall off the wagon completely. Or, hey, I see progress, then I always say, fuck it, and go off. Okay, what if we create a game plan for everything that always happens? If this happens, mm-hmm. then what am I going to do? Game mm-hmm. plan. If this happens, then what am I going to do? Game plan. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're ready for it. Like, yep. like, one of my favorite sayings is, let's stay ready so we don't have to get ready. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I so much of it is that. And then that's unconsciously reprogramming how your brain works. So yeah absolutely and like like that's a perfect caveat into this conversation so let's say somebody decided um you you know let's say somebody went to a halloween party and they didn't like how their costume fit them they're like you know what fucking tired of this it's time to make a change like screw the holidays coming out we're going all in on this they hire a coach they start working with the coach (laughs) thanksgiving comes around and they eat a little too much they binge a little too much they have too many pieces of pumpkin pie what do you tell them it's one meal bro get back on track like the like like that's the thing it's these i always say it's a holiday not a holly month mm-hmm. right that's like it's a holiday halloween is a holiday thanksgiving right. with grandma is a holiday five days later when you got thanksgiving at your grandma's house or your aunt's house is a holiday I have lots of Christmases with my family. Everyone in my family is divorced and remarried and everyone wants to have their own party. So <laughs> I have Christmas on like Christmas Eve mm-hmm. um, at my in-laws house on my wife's side. Then I have uh, the other set of in-laws um, the other day. Then I got my mom's Christmas. I got all this bullshit, but I'm not saying fuck it from now until then. I treat the way that we have clients is treat it like its own consolidated event. It's a holiday, not a holiday month. A lot of you guys listening, it's not even a full day. It's a holiday morning. It's a holiday breakfast, a holiday dinner. Mm-hmm. But like, like this is what we'll, this is what, what we'll see a lot. Um, let's say you have two events. Uh, let's say you have a Friday event and a Saturday event. Well, you'll have Friday brunch at grandma's house. And then you're gone by two. Well, you're back on track at two. I would argue if you go into it with like, I'm just going to eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full, go back when I'm hungry again and get back in the swing of business as normal by two o'clock, mm-hmm. you're never off plan. Right. Right. What if we like, like it's people always say, oh, my, 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 my program or my, my diet's a lifestyle, but you don't have your lifestyle in your program. 
I right? love that. It's, it's like most people say it's, it's like the the corny thing everyone says, the clickbait thing. Oh, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like not for most people. Most people don't have their lifestyle in their plan. Mm-hmm. For our clients, it's not like get back on track at, uh, after grandma's. It's you weren't off track at grandma's. Part of the plan was we stopped tracking calories. We ate when we were hungry. We stopped when we were full. That was your plan for grandma's house. And as soon as grandma's house is over and you leave that doorway, you're getting your workouts in. You're back to drinking your water. You're back to tracking the rest of the day. You were never off plan, but we were not such on a rigid plan. You weren't able to enjoy grandma's. We don't have our clients track calories in their macros at grandma's house. So we just, literally our favorite adage in my world is eat when you're hungry, Mm -hmm. stop when you get full, you go back when you're hungry again. Could you still overeat potentially? But Mm -hmm. guess what? It was lunch at grandma's. That's not your whole strategy for the rest in the next six months of your program. That's for the two hour window. You're at fucking grandma's house. And then you're back in the swing of business as normal as soon as you leave. I, one of the things we'll, we'll have clients do is I'm a big fan of triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Like psychology has so much power around triggers that like mm-hmm. stimulate your nervous system and things. We always tell people uh, to use the doorway of whatever event you're at as the trigger. As in, you're not saying, fuck it. Oh, I'm going to grandma's at two o'clock for afternoon lunch thing. I'm just going to eat, grab a dozen donuts on the way here. I'm going to get drunk. I'm like, we go, no, no, no. We're keeping business as normal until you enter grandma's doorway and you were in eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, go back when you're hungry again mode. Then when you leave grandma's house, you leave through that doorway, you're back into business as normal, not okay. off track, off track. It's yeah. two different plans, right? It's like when you, most people have normal jobs, you go to work, you clock in, you do work things. When you clock out, you're done. Boss isn't, you're not answering the phone. You're not doing work for free. You clock in, clock out. Yep. Use grandma's door as you're clocking, clock out. Boom, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. Stop when I'm full. Go back when I'm hungry again. Be present. Just that kind of stuff. And then when you leave, you're boom, back to business as normal. Back to your workouts, back to your water, back to your inner work, back to macros, whatever you're mm-hmm. doing. It's not this, there's no reason to be all or nothing. There's no reason to be a perfectionist. And that, that's how we do it, so. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I think a lot of people, they get so obsessed with the idea of seeing results that they don't understand like, hey, having this one meal or having this like one window, like within like a couple of months is not going to hold you back from seeing the results. Sure. And and I feel like people, they fall in love with the results more than anything. And like, I don't blame them because like, you, you know, they're at a point where they're tired of how they look, they're tired of how they're feeling they're just ready for something new they're ready for that one thing that's going to save them um mm-hmm. so like i like you can't blame them but at the same time I, I think there's a lot um to take within just being present being present yeah. within the moment not worrying about hey like am i tracking this right in my fitness pal or like hey did i have a full potato or did i have three-fourths of a potato i don't know like shit like that like dude life's too short life's too sweet life's too precious to like sit there and not be in the moment and just be like hey like i'm around my people i'm around the people that love me like i'm just going to embrace it yeah one thing uh we saying we use a lot is just keep the main thing the main thing right now is a great example of this you and i are not thinking about how many people are going to watch how many people are going to be on the replay? How many people can I sell? Um, mm-hmm. Is this going to go viral? Is this going to dominate? Is this going to be the best training we ever had? We, we're not focusing on that. Exactly. It, you and I are focusing on, we're just going to have a good conversation. It's going to help some people, right? That's it. Yep. But when it comes to the holidays, the way that the way that that I think about it is like, is food part of the experience? Yes, absolutely. Like I am a stuffing fanatic, right? Same, like it's, it's, it is, it is part of the game. 
but it's not all of it. If you're spending all of your time freaking out about the, the, the calories and the stuffing, you're worried about falling off track, you're, you're thinking about the cardio you're going to try to do after this is over to burn it all off, which is its own issue in itself. Yeah. Um, you're, 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 you didn't notice your kid open their fucking gift. You're not noticing like the great conversation. This is grandma's last Christmas. You didn't realize that, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, but guess what? You're too busy thinking about fucking calories. Well, just like keep this in context. Like is food part of the game? It absolutely is, but it's just, I view it as an accessory to yep. the holiday experience, right? So be where your feet are and keep the main thing, the main thing. That's, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Gotcha. So I, I kind of want to follow up that question with this one and, you know, you could probably relate to it very well since you, you know, you have multiple families to, to see during the holiday season. So let's say you have lunch with grandma at two o'clock and then you got to go to the in-laws for dinner at 6 PM. You, you know, that one meal now actually does turn into a day. Do mm -hmm. you, do you recommend the same advice? Just kind of Hey, once we exit through that door or enter that door, that's whenever, you know, we're just getting back to business or. Yeah. So a couple of thoughts. Number one, I know me personally, I'm going to still be full by the time I go to the next one. Right. Like yeah. I'm not going to be hungry if I'm like two to six, I'm not eating at three because I'm not going to be hungry. Right. But where most people go wrong is if they had that grandma's at two in-laws at six, because they're in fuck it mode, they'll go get, they'll go binge during that time. They're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go ham on. I'm going to go to Taco Bell. I'm going to grab the donuts I've been restricting. Mm -hmm. But like, so I'm not, so when it comes to that, I'm not a fan of like trying to compensate or because you're off plan and, and there's just like a four hour window. We don't like say fuck it and make things worse by any means, but you're right. In that case, that is basically a, an all day thing. I still keep the same advice. Eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm full, go back when I'm hungry again. But I'm keeping things business as usual between there and it, between that and that four hour window. If it's a workout day, I might go get a training session in, mm -hmm. not to like burn it off, but like it's just on the plan, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm not gonna just go down fucking regular cokes like an asshole because my like, gosh, oh, fuck it, I want all the calories. I'm drinking my water, right? <laughs> yes. It's keeping things in context. Like one of the most overlooked pieces of all this is just don't be an asshole about it, right? right? Like it's not that complicated. Just don't eat like an asshole right so. <laughs> exactly exactly I, I love that and like I, I bring that up because you know that that is something that's realistic for you know a lot of people in, in our group because yeah. <clears throat> like a lot of people in our group are kind of like in your your situation as well where you know you, you got multiple family all over the place and you know they they think about okay cool I got lunch here then I got dinner here you know I'm going to offend somebody if I don't try something and like at the end of the day like if you're full there's no need in making yourself miserable because if you're miserable you're not going to be able to enjoy the day or the moment you know that kind of goes back to the conversation about being in the moment and enjoying yeah. the moment um so cool so i, I want to follow that up with you, you know what about the day after Let, let's say let's say things go haywire and you end up being an asshole he, as you know a lot of people they go i need to do a cleanse like i need to do a juice cleanse i need to do a detox i need to cut my calories today to compensate for yesterday i need to do more cardio what do you think people should do? I, I I know you're saying like get back on plan and get back to business, but like what what do you think that would look like? Out the gate, forgive yourself and don't do anything different or deviate from the normal schedule programming. Because first of all, a couple of things. Number one, um, even if you tried, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. If you ate twelve thousand calories in pumpkin pie and stuffing, your three hours on the treadmill is not going to make a fucking dent. Let's yep. just be real. Like yep. it's not going to do shit, but here's the thing though. This is, this is why, like when you hear about binge eating, you don't hear just binge eating. You'll hear, we talk about binge restrict cycle. It's because you, the, the 
the extreme that you go from one to the other is feeding the other extreme and feeding the other extreme. So what's going to happen is not only does it just not make sense to like, if you overate like crazy on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. like, let's say you said, let's say you ate like a complete degenerate and you just fucking <laughs> asshole eating like crazy. But then you going to the gym for three hours the next day, or you starving yourself for three hours the next day is not going to make a fucking difference whatsoever. Like physiologically on paper, is not going to do a damn thing, right? So, because like it goes back, you can't like it's just you can't like on paper. Um, but second of all, that's very that's a very disordered pattern because if you overate and then you're teaching your nervous system and your brain to go to hardcore restricting, you know what comes after a restriction? Another binge. You know what comes after another binge? Another restriction mm-hmm. because it's that it, and so it's just disordered as fuck in general but also i think people need to understand no one day will ever make or break you i, I would challenge everyone to do this before you go to grandma's take a set of before and after pictures then when you get back from grandma's take another you're gonna look the exact fucking same no difference whatsoever and if yeah. you starve yourself the next day take another picture you're gonna look the exact same yep. fat loss is not that this is this is the thing that's for everyone listening Fat loss takes way longer than that. Fat storage or fat loss. To be honest, by the next day, the stuffing is still shaped like stuffing in your stomach. Like it hasn't even fully broken down yet, yep. right? So that people misunderstand this entirely. But then to, to, to realize that no one day will ever make or break you, just like one salad won't make you shredded, one Christmas dinner at grandma's house isn't gonna make you gain all this weight, isn't gonna ruin all your progress. It's only when it's consistent. This is why like we always tell people if they fuck up on a weekend, like no one week off, or I'm sorry, no one weekend off will ever make or break you. But when that mm-hmm. weekend is like regular scheduled holiday where you're like yep. cheat meal every week or batshit crazy binge session every week, that's a different story. Yep. That's no longer one singular event. But this is why when it comes down to it, don't be a dick. Don't hold a grudge to yourself and just get back to your normal scheduled programming like nothing happened. Uh, the other thing that we like to do is um, have people look at this through also the lens of what we say their best friend if your best friend ate like an asshole on Christmas and the next day, would you tell them, yeah, you're right, Janet, fuck you. You're a piece <laughs> of shit for overeating. I, you go to the gym right now, you degenerate and go work out for three hours and only eat 400 calories a day because fuck you. Yeah. That's what people say to themselves. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I don't think I've yet to meet a single person who would tell their best friend that. Right. So I would yeah. say we have to, to be fair to give ourselves the same advice and standard we would give to our best friend. Yeah, for real. And like, if, if anybody out there really thinks like you hopping on the stair climber for an hour the day after is going to do anything, I challenge you to go to YouTube, look up um, people trying to burn 10,000 calories in a day. A lot of times, a lot of influencers, they'll eat like 10,000 calories one day, then the very next day, they'll try to see if they could burn it off. It's impossible. Like it's it, so it is legit it's so hard. hard. Like, like I believe like Michael Phelps is one of the only people on this planet that could probably do it. Like without, and that's not because he wants it. to, it's because yeah. he spends more hours in the water than he yeah. does out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a different animal. <laughs> like he's not like us. Like he's not like yeah. you and I talking or, you, you know, you watching this at home, you know, he, he is like the 0.01%. He's not even the 1%. He's the 0.01%. He's a, he's like a Olympian athlete, which is what he is, you know, so don't, don't try and like burn off everything that you ate, you know, the day before, even, even if you like ate like asshole or had a bad day or, you know, binged and ate everything inside until you you were miserable. Nothing's going to come out of, you, you know, you doing all of this extra work because 
realistically from you know a physiological perspective which is what i specialize in like you're actually going to end up injuring a lot of your soft tissue and in the end what happens is your body doesn't recover as well and then guess what that hour of being on the stair climber which you're probably not used to by the way you're going to be sore for the next four to five days because you completely shocked your nervous system your your soft tissue system so hey what the fuck are you doing <laughs> we're not used to doing this like hold on now yeah. And then like, you're going to complain about not being able to work out because you're so sore. Then guess what? You're going down the rabbit hole. Oh my God, I haven't worked out the last few days. I'm going to gain all of this fat back because I haven't worked out whenever in reality, all that could, could have been avoided by just not doing the extra shit just because you fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is like, it's also, it's not that serious. Like, why are we treating this like more serious than Michael Phelps would treat like is it his nutrition, right? It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Because for those that are listening, I just want to give you the certainty and the reassurance. There's this really dope thing called the law of averages. And it, when you just have like your one day off of like grandma's house and you get back to normal, like the law of averages works in your favor. Because a big misunderstanding I'll see a lot of people say is no, Jared, because 3,500 calories is one pound of fat. And if I eat this, I'll take this on and burn it off and, da, 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 and they freak out. And I go, if right, like I get that. But when we look at a long period of time, law of averages is still a thing because otherwise, I mean, dude, how many times have you had a client who was a sedentary fuck for most of their life? And then in six months, they are a different human, right? We all, it happens yeah. all the time, yeah. right? But based off the logic of, oh no, I overeat. It will take me so long to burn that off and I'll never lose my weight again. It, if, if, if Mrs. Jones was 50 pounds overweight for for all of her for 30 years of her life it would take another 30 for her to even get back to ground zero mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that though guys law of averages is a beautiful thing you can be totally overweight for half your life and in six months you become you're like whoa who is that yep. right it's the same thing here is that yeah you may have overrated grandma's house but get back on track and you will not even notice it was a thing assuming this is not like a every other day habit of you binging like an asshole yeah and like that's a great point and like i'll throw this out there we we have a client her name's jessica she's been working with us since february and like i was looking at some of her check-in stuff the other day and like the photo she uploaded compared to her first one i'm like who the hell is this person <laughs> and like like once you get to that point like it's an amazing feeling because like i sent it to her i'm like i don't even know who that person on the left is anymore she's like me either dude and like understand that jessica got there by understanding that she can't beat herself up on the days where being a mom got a little too rough and she had to have you know something to stress eat on she didn't beat yeah. herself up that very next day she was like cool had a bad night whatever we're moving on we're getting back on track and like like honestly like you got to have the same mentality going into the holiday mm -hmm. season you know like we've been talking about it's uh you, you know thanksgiving lunch is a meal it's just one meal and like Mark Cuban even says that um, Mark Cuban once said like, Hey, Thanksgiving dinner is dinner. Like I'm still going to do business that day. It's just one meal. Like it's not a full day. Right. Um, and like, you got to treat it that way. Um, so, so kind of, kind of Jared, my, my final question for you, and I'm very interested in what you have to say about this. How would you have somebody prepare for a holiday dinner? Like what would you have them do? Like, let's say dinner is at 7 PM. What would you have them do on a ideal day? Uh, so that's a great question. A couple things. Number one is um, I I'm a big fan of anticipation, right? Like what, what normally happened? What happened this time last year, right? Do we starve ourselves all day? And then we, we really went ravenous that night. Like what, what normally goes south so we can get ready. So we don't, or we can stay ready. So we have to get ready. It's what I call the, if this, then what game, mm -hmm. what normally happens bad. If this happens, 
well, before we get there, let's plan it out accordingly. You see that you normally see the dessert table and you go batshit crazy on it. Well, what if we like ground ourselves first and go, okay, I'm going to have a piece of pie here and a piece of pie there. And then I'm not going to have any more, right? Mm-hmm. Like give yourself some boundaries and guidelines. But otherwise, um, I would say, because we deal with a lot of like emotional triggers and, and things like that. If if the, the holidays are a, an emotional time for you, where like we all have that awkward uncle who says stupid shit and that, <laughs> that you know, whatever. Um, if if you have a tendency to like, if you know, if you was like, oh, I gained weight and I know my grandma's going to say something. Oh my gosh. And they're going to try to get me to eat, whatever. Go ahead and get yourself emotionally grounded. We're big fans mm-hmm. of doing, I'm going to say outer work without inner work doesn't work. So um, do some, you may need to do some inner work before you go and do some breath work, do some meditation, journal your thoughts. If that's a really ah, not so great time for you, get grounded before you go in, right? If you know you have trouble, you normally emotionally eat on Christmas, mm-hmm. then let's journal about our emotions before we get in, right? Get grounded. Um, otherwise, as far as like nutrition wise going into it, I am not a fan of like, let's like a lot of people are like, let's fast before we go in to counteract the calories. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I could get, if you want to eat a little lighter than normal, so you can have a little bit more, you're hungrier for when you go, but I'm a fan of keeping things pretty fucking routine until you go there. Cause again, business is normal until you go, go through the doorway. Then you're in the eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, go back when you're hungry again vibe so because i see what i used to do the same thing i used to like when i back when i thought i was a bodybuilder i used to fast before i'd go into dinner at christmas um boy would i put it away though because it's like it's you go in so hungry that you're fucking ravenous and so you you're guaranteed to binge right one of the things that we mm-hmm. teach um uh what we teach is the four there's four reasons for binge eating and one of which is based in hunger because we just let our, our hunger get too high well if you're going into dinner ravenous like fuck you hunger cool your intention of save some fucking calories till then just went backfired on you i'm a fan of keeping things business as normal quite literally don't skip meals don't skip snacks keep your plan whatever it is and just go to grandma's house and do the eat when you're hungry stop when you get full go back when you're hungry again don't feel like you have to finish your plate just because there's food on it you're not a trash can we don't force feed ourselves uh, other people's triggers are not your responsibility. If you don't want cranberry sauce and great grandma's like, no, I'm going to be offended. Well, that's grandma's fault. You're not <laughs> responsible for someone else's triggers. Yes. You know, by the book, being responsible for some someone else. If I, if I said, Michael, you're responsible for my triggers. I mean, that's called being a narcissist. So yeah. their triggers are their responsibility. Your responsibility is to take care of you. If you don't want to eat, like my favorite thing is whenever someone's like, if I have half a plate of food and I don't want it anymore because I'm full and I throw it away. And they're like, you're being wasteful. I go, you used clean drinking water to flush your shit down the toilet. You have no room to talk about my <laughs> sandwich. Get fucked. Yeah, that was wasteful. Dude, I, ne- you I never used thought about drinking that. water to flush shit down the toilet. Fuck off. Right? <laughs> like, um, it's true. I, I actually had never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so the, where that came from is it's always kind of bothered me. I'm like, out of all the stuff we have in this is way left field. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I feel like there should be a way to pressurize a toilet and use air to get that stuff down the toilet. Cause I feel like we just waste so much drinking water, yeah. flushing shit down the toilet. I'm like, there's gotta be a better way, but like, I'll let Elon Musk figure that out. Cause I have no idea. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my one little, whenever someone's like, oh, you're throwing it away. You're so wasteful. Some starving kid in Africa. I'm like this in my belly or the trash can's belly makes no difference to him. And you flush your fecal matter down the toilet with drinking water. You're right. just as wasteful and throw it away. You're not a trash can. So understanding like some of these pre-frames though for you guys is, is big, like getting your mindset in check 
like if this is stuff you struggle with going in like remind yourself i'm not a trash can i don't have to to, mm-hmm. to, to i don't have to eat when i'm when, when i'm past the point of full i'm just gonna stop when i'm full today is not gonna ruin and wreck me i'm gonna do some inner work before i go to meant to emotionally calm down and then i'm gonna just get back on track normal as soon as i leave grandma's house like mentally prepare yourself if this is a big hurdle for you changes everything because there's a in, in jujitsu there's a saying we we use it goes where the head goes the body follows and if your head is not in check, everything else is going to follow suit, right? So we have to make sure that your headspace and your thoughts and your expectations and your understanding and your mental frames are in place and you'll, you'll handle it just fine. The mm-hmm. fact that you guys are even thinking about this, you're going to handle it way better than you did last year. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful, man. Um, so my final question for you, and this is just a question I ask all coaches that join me. If, if you could give a complete newbie Let's say like they know nothing about macros. They don't even know what the fuck a protein is. Like what one advice would you give them? Is that they're just like, hey, I want that result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so let, let's say somebody's 300 pounds and they, they want to get shredded as fuck. And like they know nothing about nutrition. Got it. Um, I have two answers. I would say hire a coach. If it was just one thing, hire a badass fucking coach, right? Because that's what we both are. Coaches change lives. I would say hire Jared or Michael, right? <laughs> like that's what I would say. But otherwise, if yeah. I had to like say, if I had to say like one like one thing like this, um, it's more of a, an avoidance thing. I would I would basically my big thing is if the journey is not sustainable, the results will not be sustainable either. Right. Right. So if you losing weight really really quickly, like well that's not sustainable. It's not worth doing. You can you you getting rid of carbs because you think keto is God? It's not sustainable. No. Right. If you look at everything through, uh, if a newbie looked at everything through the lens of the journey is unsustainable. The results will not be sustainable. That I think fixes half of the bullshit that most people ruin their lives with. It it, it, it takes the, the the race away. It takes expectations away. It takes the bullshit away. It takes the trendy away. It takes so many bad decisions off the plate. When you when people go, I will only do things that are completely sustainable because if the avenue is not sustainable, the results will not be sustainable either. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like one, one thing I, I always tell people is, you, you know, keto can it work? Sure. But my, my thing is all is always this. Are you going to be able to live your everyday life, attend events that you want to attend, go to your kids baseball games, go to your sister's wedding, go to this Christmas party? Like, are you going to be able to do all these things while still obtaining to that? now sure if all you did was work and then worry about christmas and thanksgiving maybe but like let's be real you got so much more shit going on in life than just holidays and work like you got little timmy's baseball games you got your sister's wedding you know you got this thing at church like you have so much more going on in life that you know you got to find a route that's more sustainable and one that can you know fit into your lifestyle because like like you like you said like you said your lifestyle shouldn't fit into the diet the diet should fit into your lifestyle Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing to, to piggyback on that is it's not because I'll, I'll I'll have that conversation with people and they're like, no, I could do it. I go, no, no, not can you, do you want to? Right. Because the, the thing is, I'll, the, the pushback I'll give with keto, with keto people is they're like, oh no, I love it. And I go, then why weren't you doing it prior to weight loss? If you love it so much, like you were a carb eating fiend before keto. So if you really like love it so much and you don't mind it, why weren't you doing it prior? That's why, like, I'll see the yeah. long, I, I'll see people eat strict. I've seen people eat. Why I know one person that's eating like strict keto for like a year, but that was it. But like most people also aren't even doing keto. They're not measuring their their ketone levels. They're they're, they're, they're not. Right. They're just eating obscene amounts of bacon and mayonnaise and 
demonizing <laughs> Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, if, if it's, if the avenue is not sustainable, the result will be sustainable either. So absolutely, man. I love that, dude, this has been great. Um, I, I know you, you have another meeting at six, so I am going to wrap this up and let you go. Um, so guys, um, please be sure you drop a thank you down to Jared in the comment section below. Also, as always, if you watch this live hashtag team live, if you watched it on the replay hashtag team replay, um, also remember we are giving away a air fryer before the start of our lesson tomorrow night. Um, so the way you enter for that is by commenting team live or team replay down below doing that gets you entered into the contest for a free air fryer so you will have another way to cook all of the christmas goodies <laughs> i love it yeah, thanks man. again michael and, and your and your community is awesome i appreciate all you guys so yeah jared appreciate it man have a good night awesome. talk soon later man bye